Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an early edition of the C Report coming to you live today on this Monday, October 11th, 2021. How's everyone doing out there today? I hope you all are doing fine. Hope you don't mind me popping in a little bit early just to uh, cover a few extra stories. Uh, it's a rather... Um, uh, uh, unscheduled type of event today for those of you who are joining us live over at the foxhole.app at uh, pilled.net, twitch.tv, or clout hub. Uh, we should be airing there now today. If you're joining us over on the podcast, I know the time doesn't make any difference to you all whatsoever. Probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. Well, you know, we've been uh, doing it live here at about 7 30 p.m. Central Time uh, for the past. Um, few months, right? Well, uh, needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be live again at 7.30 p.m. today. Just uh, getting some extra duties in as it were, I guess you could say, so to speak. Uh, but either way, glad to be here this afternoon. And uh, welcome, welcome everyone coming on in. I see a few people popping in over at the foxhole.app. Good afternoon. Salute, Narcohampon TV. And uh, good to see you as well. Joy for Trump. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> good afternoon, Texas gal. Yes, just uh, popping in a little bit early today. Uh, just to cover a few extra odds and ends. We all know that we had a pretty busy weekend and uh, it was a pretty busy news week. So um, that's basically all I'm here for. Glad it's a nice surprise for the friends out there. And uh, let's see, well, uh, what will we be covering today? Because, you know, to be quite honest with you, I really hadn't even poured through the headlines uh, for this afternoon, this evening. Because, uh, again, we will be back at 7.30 p.m. just uh, doing a few extra things here, like I said, this uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, don't know if this will happen often or uh, if it'll be a random kind of occurrence. We'll just see which way uh, I get pulled to do it. But uh, just kind of looking over some of the things that are coming out today. It looks like what we got uh, Hillary Clinton back out there. Yeah, there's no telling which Clinton it is, to be honest with you. Could be any one of her uh, many uh, double body doubles, right? <laughs> Or whatever it is, who knows at this point in the game. Uh, let's see here. AZ state rep receives illegal mail-in ballots for 2021 local election. Hmm. Looks like uh, they're still kind of pouring into that. And uh, indeed, uh, that's actually uh, the topic that we will be uh, really mulling over here today, this afternoon, this Monday afternoon, um, on the C-Report uh, try and catch up with a little bit of Arizona, uh, catch some odds and ends that we haven't been able to uh, get to. I mean, of course, we did have the uh, Save America rally this past Saturday over at um, Des Moines, Iowa. Now, that was a pretty good rally, if you ask me. We'll actually uh, cover a few of the highlights that I quite enjoyed. Uh, from that rally. We'll do that this evening, though. I got about two clips I'd like to like to play on the show tonight from the rally. That was uh, a good old fun time, you know. I won't uh, spoil. I won't spoil the uh, surprise there for you guys. But needless to say, come on in today at 7.30 p.m. Central Time and you can catch us live. And uh, before we get into 
this afternoon's report. I mean, we're only going to be here for about an hour, guys. We're not going to be here for too much longer than that. Um, don't forget, check out the thecreport.com. That is, uh, I guess, home base for the show. And uh, also uh, up to the minute news updates for the show are on there. And then, of course, uh, you know, we have the rest of the information about the C-Report. So you can support and spread that link or join us also over at our podcast side of the program. That is at anchor.fm slash the C-Report. And uh, when you do that, you also do support the show as well. But uh, you can catch it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So always good to see, uh, you know, some peeps headed that way or spreading it around with people that they know prefer the podcast versus the uh, live stream. They do exist, ladies and gentlemen. They do exist. All right. And then for today, we'll be um, uh, going over one of Trump's statements. Uh, Got to throw some President Trump at the beginning of our show. Otherwise, it just wouldn't be the C-Report. Trump slams Dem audit hearings. I think that uh, statement will go well in line with uh, some of the stories we'll be sharing. Looks like uh, in uh, Senator Wendy Rogers' efforts to um, decertify or get uh, signatures for decertification and audits in uh, every state, looks like we've got some more signatures, more representatives, both uh, state and um State Senate and uh, what do you call it? Uh, representative. They uh, they're signing up, ladies and gentlemen. So we need to get as many of our reps on there. I would say um, if uh, you guys are interested in knowing whether or not your one of your representatives is signed up for this, uh, throw your state out there. And when we get to the story, I will uh, relay the information, so to speak. So uh, we can definitely get that done. And then we're also going to look at the Wisconsin sham audit, guys. Okay, we know Speaker Boss has called for an audit. Basically, he uh, hijacked Representative Brangen's investigation. And she is on the Committee for Elections over there in Wisconsin. And, uh, well, we we may not be too familiar with where we left off there. And uh, that stands to reason. It's not being covered too much. But uh, what has happened there um, in the past week or so is a complete and utter joke. So we're going to uh, explore that before we get off the air today. And then we'll take you to another um, concern uh Actually, it's a victory. It is a victory, but I think it uh, it serves as it would serve as a warning for all of us uh, to be wary and to keep on the watch of uh, what local local um, commissioners, county officials, local officials uh, may attempt to do in uh, in a basically a radical overreach of power. So we'll take a look at Sagosh County in uh, Colorado and find out how that city narrowly um, dodged tyranny. And uh, it's actually a really good lesson because let me tell you what, the kind of tyranny that they were going to launch, well, some of our governors got away with the same kind of tyranny with these um, COVID emergency things, you know, regulations, mandates, all that stuff. Seems like uh, when there's an emergency... You can overreach your power, at least some uh, elected officials believe. Well, yeah, we're not going to play that game, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, we'll take a look at it indeed. 
All right. Hope you guys are doing great out there and uh, enjoying your Monday afternoon. Like I said, uh, we will be back. We'll be here for about an hour only or so. That's what I'm, I'm moving for. But uh, in order to do that, let's see here real quick. Uh, thanks again for joining us over at the Foxhole and Pill.net. See you there. Narcohempone, Joy for Trump. Freedom's not free. Thank you for gifting the cookie. Much appreciated. Clone season, says Narcohempone, 100%. Hillary clones and body doubles. They never seem to run out of them. Go figure. And uh, let's see here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It sure is, ladies and gentlemen. A happy Columbus Day. <laughs> Awesomeness. Thank you for dropping that into uh, the chat there. My, oh, my. I would have forgotten. But uh, yeah, Columbus. Uh, uh, Skeeter Burke dropping that one. Thank you so much and happy Columbus Day. That's why we're doing it twice today. No, just kidding. Just kidding. You know, uh, this is probably going to be a day in uproar for a lot of, uh, you know, SJWs and uh, other types of social justice warriors. Columbus Day is just not their day. You know, I heard Evo over in Mexico, they were going to remove statues of Christopher Columbus, which um, I was surprised he was even over there. But uh, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Um, snail mail, uh, Skierberg. I'm almost done with the snail mail database that I'm helping Raid on Tifa with. He needs a mail merge document. Cool. Cool. And I'll be, uh, I'm a working on that, uh, on that letter, Skeeter Burke. We covered it yesterday in um, um, Lone Star News, some of that information. You provoking, good evening, good afternoon. I apologize. Uh, chomping at the bit in Wisconsin. All right. Pill by the rabbit. Good afternoon. Good to see y'all. Okay. Yeah, Evers, that's the governor, isn't it? He needs to go, oh, man, we're going to, ooh, we're going to talk about Wisconsin. Don't you worry. Okay, let's jump into it then, because then we will not get to it. All right, let's start with uh, President Trump um, statement that he has for us today. We like to uh, open the show with President Trump. He leads at the Sea Report is the saying. We're going to just look at one of his statements today that it actually uh, pertains to today's uh, episode, today's show. Uh, this one was dropped on uh, October 9th, so that would put us on Saturday. Uh, says the House, the Thursday House hearing of the Arizona election scam turned sharply against the Democrats when Congressman Andy Biggs and others started asking questions about all the damning findings of the audit and the people for Maricopa County were unable to give an answer. It was incredible. They could not answer why they deleted and moved election data after they received a subpoena or why they have never delivered a chain of custody documents for millions of ballots. Congressman Andrew Clyde exposed the Democrats' big lie that Biden won the recount because no matter how many times you count counterfeit money, you may have 100 pieces of paper in your pocket, but you sure don't have $100 in legal tender. The hearing exposed how numerous laws were broken during the Arizona voting, how blank mail-in ballot envelopes were approved, and how there are tens of thousands of suspected fraudulent ballots. The fake news, however, refuses to cover those questions and answers because they prove without question that we won Arizona and many other states. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, as you guys know, if you saw that, it was absolutely infuriating to watch that hearing on Thursday. Of course, I believe that was the point uh, because that that uh, hearing was geared towards, um, you know, totally just uh, 
lighting up the side of the Dems, giving them ammunition and uh, basically just making a mockery of everything that happened in Arizona with the audit. And, you know, that's basically what they've done from the jump. They've made a mockery of it um, and they've, uh, you know, totally just um, done everything in their power to uh, belittle it, demonize it, take the wind out of its sails. But, uh, you know, People who watched it, you know, people who know what's going on, know the truth. And uh, I think it's it's more evident now what kind of a um, bizarre la-la land uh, we live in and uh, how weird it must be for people who were there in Arizona who experienced it to step outside and see the mainstream media reporting on it like a lie because they are lying and uh, totally fabricating and uh, what was inside that uh, report and its outcome um, but a lot of uh, a lot of the um, uh, representatives who were actually there fighting for the truth, Andy Biggs being one of them, um, stood up and made some points. But unfortunately, Andy Biggs was not a witness. He was uh, sitting on the panel. So, um, I, you know, the man could only do so much, did a good job, but could only do so much. Um, so yeah, th that's a good statement there. I'm glad President Trump is pointing that out. I knew that it, it would be the case. I think he should say more about it at his next uh, Save America rally. I think he should really go into some detail there, um, especially regarding how uh, local Arizona news and thusly the national news took this story and ran with it with a big old lie of omission, big old lie of omission that uh, they're counting on we the people to not catch or not care about. So uh, let's head over to uh, Wendy Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. We know her. We love her. Wendy Rogers. Uh, so Wendy Rogers, after the uh, audit hearing, report hearing, um, gave a speech. Uh, there was a bit of like a, a rally or a festival um, outside of the Senate building after the um, Senate audit report was released. And during this uh, during this um, rally, uh, Senator Rogers uh, read a letter to the American people, which could be considered or should be would be considered um, um, a new constitution of sorts. Now, uh, I don't think she means like literally replacing the United States Constitution, obviously, uh, but perhaps you know um, a, a redeclaration of sorts of independence. And indeed, it seems that in the field of election audits and election integrity, uh, we as American citizens, we as the people of this land and country uh, may indeed have to redeclare our independence and uh, this, uh, this scandal and fraud, um, the treason that has uh, been presented by election fraud indeed would seem to be a battlefield that we are currently on. And the necessity for that declaration is here. Now, at the time of the rally there during that day, it was, uh, what, uh, Friday ago, not last Friday, the previous Friday, um, um, there was about uh, 41 to 42 signatories to this declaration. Um, indeed, uh, in fact, you know, actually, I would most definitely like to share that with you guys in case any of you all missed it. Uh, I know during the time of the audit hearing, we were live, but we did not get to cover all of the rally. So incidentally, did not get to hear all of the speeches. This one is a pretty rousing speech from Senator Wendy Rogers. Uh, all of them were actually that day. But uh, like I said, she um, 
She's got this declaration. She's been on a mission. Uh, she's traveled the country. She's been speaking at events. She's been rallying the troops, so to speak. And uh, we do have more signatures, more signers to this uh, audit. Numbers quite grown. We want to see it to keep on growing. But uh, before we uh, get into that, uh, let me go ahead and play this clip from Wendy Rogers. Been itching to do it. So here we go. What an honor to be here today. This is a situation of states' rights. We are states of the United States who gave the federal government their power. And so, but for Arizona, I've traveled the country on a five-week trip, and all these Americans come up to me and say, we're looking to you, Arizona. We're looking to you to find the truth of what happened in 2020. The U.S. Constitution gives us the plenary power to oversee the U.S. presidential election. And so today, you got the truth. And no matter what the left says, we will keep this in the narrative. We will stay focused. We will persevere. We will hold those who are criminally accountable. And now I want to read you something. This is our new Declaration of Independence. This is our manifesto of freedom. This is going out publicly right now. And this was signed by 40 state representatives and state legislators, state senators from around the United States. And I'm gonna read this to you. And this is going to be a seminal moment. Memo for record, letter from state legislators to the American people, reference the 2020 presidential election. To the citizens of the United States of America, we the undersigned state legislators of the United States are vested with the plenary power by our U.S. Constitution Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, to oversee the election of the President of the United States. It has come to our attention from an audit of 2.1 million ballots in the state of Arizona, complemented by an in-depth canvas of votes in Arizona, as well as through multiple different data reviews of voting by independent experts that our representative republic suffered a corrupted 2020 election. In addition to Arizona, sworn affidavits have accumulated from many states detailing rampant corruption and mismanagement in the election process. Fraud and inaccuracies have already been shown through multiple audits and canvases in multiple states. 
as well as through lawsuits challenging the validity of election results in several counties in multiple states, we have come to the conclusion that all 50 states need to be forensically audited. Voter rolls should be scrubbed with a canvas of the voters to ensure future integrity of our elections. If results from these measures prove an inaccurate election was held, as has been shown in Arizona and is being shown in many other states, then it is clear that certification of many electors was improperly rendered in January 2021 of the November 2020 U.S. presidential election. We call on each state to decertify. Decertify! Decertify! tallied electoral votes or Donald Trump would receive more than 270 electoral votes, then we call for the U.S. House of Representatives to convene and vote per the United States Constitution by means, by means of one vote per state to decide. One vote per state to decide the rightful winner of the election in accordance with the constitutional process of choosing electors. This is our historic obligation to restore the election integrity of the vote as the bedrock of our constitutional republic. If we do not have accurate and fair elections, we do not have a country. Signed, Senator Wendy Rogers and 40 other state senators and state representatives from all over this country. God bless America.
Okay, so there you go. That was a speech. Glad to finally get that on the books over here at the C report. And yeah, so a new declaration of independence. Uh, like I said, this one is specifically, of course, of our election integrity. Um, and uh, 40, 40 signatures um, at the time of the hearing. They're now up to 113 um, uh, representatives and senators. Now, these are also the state representatives, not just the federal. Um, so that's actually very important, especially when we're considering about uh, holding our own personal state um, state houses accountable and ensuring that they are also on the right side of uh, the line there, I guess you could say, in regards to um, what's happening on the national level. Well, you better damn believe that uh, it's if it's happening at the state level, it's being taken care of. Uh, so that put us at 113 um, signers. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Texas needs to get to work. I mean, uh, I say that, of course, as I am residing in the state of Texas, but uh, there's only one, one single stinking representative. And in this case, he doesn't stink. He smells quite great. Uh, that's Representative Stephen Toth who is uh, the rep that has been introducing and fighting for, uh, you know, uh, uh, election integrity in the great state of Texas, but no one else in Texas, really? Really? No one, not a single other person. Uh, anyhow, so I, uh, I mentioned to the chat, you know, if you wanted to know if you had a representative on that list, just uh, shout out your, uh, or put in the, <laughs> put in the uh, chat box your, uh, your state, and we could do that. Uh, I know uh, Uper Viking had mentioned being in Wisconsin, but uh, perhaps that was for the Wisconsin story coming up. Looks like uh, you guys have uh, Representative Tim Rantham as the only signator of this declaration. Let me see if he was one of the new ones also, or if there was a new one. Nope, doesn't look like it. Does not look like it. Uh, any of the... Uh, Brand new signers, uh, no one else on. So Wisconsin and Texas, one representative, one representative out of our entire state lawmaking body. What a disappointment. I mean, I know my rep's not going to sign on for it. That guy is a bloody Democrat who ran away. <laughs> he ran away, left us. He just left us. Not a, not a good thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, let me see here. What else? Did, did anyone else drop one in? Drop something in? We got uh, Michigan, Iowa in the box. Hey, good afternoon. What's going on, Ankavanka? Good afternoon. Uh, Practical Tactics, PN. Good to see you all. Skeeter Burke, of course. Um, Montana. Tips McGee, good afternoon. Let's see here. Is that Montana or Mount? Oh, you meant Mount Rushmore, not Montana. My bad. <laughs> Sean Joe, good afternoon. Dando, hello. Um, Val Kimber, good afternoon, y'all. Good afternoon. And Shanjo, thank you for the cookie. Uh, let's see. Qbertanon. Q, Q awesome. Hey, Qbertanon. What's up? Come on in. Uh, let me see if I can remember these. We've got Iowa, Michigan. Okay, let's hate the Burroughs. Let's see what uh, let's see if we have any reps from uh, those uh, neck of the woods. Uh, let me expand this here. Good to know this information, of course, obviously, since uh, we need to hold our peeps accountable. Um, let's see, Iowa or goodness, I already forgot. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Oh, I guess it's not on that page. 
Here we go. We have from Iowa, we have uh, Representative uh, Jim Carlin, it looks like. Where'd you go, Iowa? Yeah, Jim Carlin, Representative Sandy Salmon. Uh, those two from Iowa, uh, Michigan, it looks like we got Steve Cara, of course, we could expect him, uh, Dare Rendon, Matt Maddock, um, those three are listed, and then of the new signers, no one else from either of those states signed fresh, so like three and two, yeah, a lot of people need to become aware of it, or maybe uh, people just don't know about it, you know? Okay, so uh, that was the scene from Wendy Rogers at the uh, audit rally, uh, audit report rally, I guess would be a better way to put it. Yeah, a lot of good speakers that day. And of course, we all saw the truth of it, but uh, the media seems to keep running away with their lies of omission, confusing the masses real quick. Uh, Wendy Rogers, state uh, senator for Arizona, looking for more people to sign the petition to decertify. So if you haven't signed yet, check that out. Let me get you guys the address or uh, in case it's a, yeah, action.wendyrogers.org slash decertify. So you can sign the petition as well. I believe they're looking for like what, like 500 million? They're looking for quite a few. We, they already have quite a bit, but if you haven't signed the petition, action.wendyrogers.org slash decertify. Awesome, awesome. In fact, uh, let me go ahead and drop that link in the chat. Might be helpful for those of you who uh, would like to see it. And hopefully that comes out. Let me know if it did or didn't. Anyone over there at pilled or foxhole.com. Okay, let's get on to our next story, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to take us over to this man. Some of you guys might remember whom he is. That is the man known as Ken Bennett. He is the the Judas Iscariot. He is the uh, Benedict Arnold of the group here. Now, uh, he did serve as election uh, audit liaison between uh, the audit and the Arizona Senate. Who boy, a lot of disappointment in this guy, but uh, you don't gotta ask me for my opinion. <laughs> He's uh, taking some heat right now. Let me get his big old face off the screen. <laughs> Whoa. He's taking some heat right now from uh, Republican senators in the state of Arizona for his behavior during the hearing on Thursday. I know we've covered this a bit here at the Sea Report. We're gonna run it through one more time. Just to make our point clear, this guy is a total traitor. Now, uh, some people might be like, now, Mr. C, go go easy on the guy. He did everything he could. We don't know what kind of duress he's under. We don't know if uh, he's bought or paid out for. Well, you know what? That's kind of what I think about the man. I'm pretty sure uh, he fell into someone's pocket. Um, and uh, just to give a little bit of evidence of that, we can take a bit of knee- We can take a look at some of the footage now. Um, he made some statements in, in an interview post audit about uh, the intentions of the Senate and of, uh, you know, Karen Fan. That didn't sit well with too many people. But uh, let's see, what do we got coming up first? Yeah, let's take a look at this top story. Let's see why Ken Bennett is taking heat 
from uh, the Arizona Senate and uh, otherwise other Republicans in his state. Oh, and continue to hear the lies, guys. This is an Arizona local. Don't forget, they're totally left, bought out, and owned. This is how they do it in Arizona. Do you think he's the legitimate, legitimately elected president? Yes. That is former Secretary of State Ken Bennett on Capitol Hill this week testifying that he believes Joe Biden is the winner of the 2020 election in Arizona. Bennett served as the Senate liaison for the most recent ballot review. And that is where we begin tonight at five. The partisan audit confirmed what all prior counts had already found. Yeah, Bennett, who spent many days down there monitoring activities at the audit site, is now taking heat from some in his own party for stating the obvious. Our political editor, Dennis Welch, has more. And Bennett claiming that Biden was the legitimate winner, definitely one of the more significant moments in yesterday's congressional hearing, because it does seem to undermine those baseless claims that the election was somehow stolen from former President Donald Trump. But that testimony not sitting well with people who insist on pushing these conspiracy theories, despite all the evidence that the election here was free, fair, and accurate. I think there's some people on both sides that uh, aren't going to be satisfied with anything. Ken Bennett describing the criticism he's now receiving for stating a fact that President Joe Biden won the 2020 election. One person who slammed Bennett was Republican State Senator Wendy Rogers, a strong supporter of former President Donald Trump, who's been demanding the 2020 election be decertified. Rogers took to Twitter to say Bennett doesn't speak for Arizona and that his assessment that the audit was never about overturning the election is wrong. If that's what she believes and if that's what she's promoting, I think she's being dis disingenuous and misleading people. Republican Senate President Karen Fan has said the audit was never about changing the outcome of the election. But some of the Trump-tied money men who funded the multi-million dollar partisan review have said otherwise. And just because Bennett believes that Biden is the legitimate winner doesn't mean that he believes the election last year was completely accurate. That audit did raise some questions about the election system itself, but the county recently put out this point-by-point -point rebuttal of all of those claims. In the newsroom, Dennis Welch, Arizona's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was that point by point? I'd have to ask, indeed. Dolphan72, good afternoon. And uh, Dondo, good afternoon. Uh, had a call for Washington. For the signers of the Declaration of Independence, the signers for those who will decertify this election or seek to, uh, Vicki Kraft, Brad Clippert, and Rob Sutherland have signed on to that. No one else in the state of Washington. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. And OK, so clearly, right, uh, clearly Bennett has turned. He's not turned. Perhaps he's shown exactly who he is. Man, it's crazy, guys. I mean, I like the guy at the head of this and definitely don't trust him at this point anymore. Now, you know, uh, people could say that perhaps this was taken out of context. You know, um, I don't think it was, especially when you consider that interview that he gave. Right. And uh, he basically said that their intention the entire time was to overturn the election. Their intention the entire time was to kick Biden out. They weren't being nonpartisan is kind of what that sounds like. And of course, the media eats it up. Um, I was I really wanted to show this to you guys. So I'm pretty sure um, some of you all might have seen it if you watched the hearing that day. But let's take a look at this clip during the hearing when they're questioning Bennett. 
And in my opinion, you can honestly see the point where he totally just sells out, you know, like he was having a hard time crossing that line. But once he did, it's just like you see all of this just rush out of him. And uh, he's totally bought into uh, whatever lies it is they want him to sell. So uh, let's take a gander. your honesty in that. So I just wanted to get a few things straight under oath. Um, and please be brief since my time is limited. Mr. Bennett, given your statement, did Cyber Ninja's hand count show that Joe Biden won more votes than Donald Trump in Maricopa County? Yes. If I heard your question correctly, did the audit show that Mr. Biden got more votes in Maricopa County than, than yes. Mr. Trump? Yes, the audit, the audit, yes. the audit shows that. Do you have any reason to believe today that Joe Biden did not win the state of Arizona? Not other than the, you know, question ballots, question envelopes. Um, I mean, do you, do you think he's the legit? Okay, I pause it there because right here, that was his last chance, guys. That was his last chance to stand up for what he knows to be true in that audit report. This is his last chance. This is where he's mulling over whether or not he's going to cross that line. He's like, uh, if you're talking about the fake ballots, the fake envelopes, all that stuff, then no, he didn't win. Okay, this was his last chance. And you're going to see after this, he just gushes, okay? Just gushes. I'll, I'll rewind it just a few seconds. Not other than the, you know, question ballots, question envelopes. The state of Arizona. Not other than the, you know, question ballots, question envelopes. Um, I mean, do you, do you think he's the legitimate, legitimately elected president? Yes. So when President Trump says, we won the Arizona forensic audit yesterday at a level that you wouldn't believe, and said of President Biden, he didn't win Arizona, he lost in Arizona based on the forensic audit, uh, that is false, correct? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to pick a fight with the former president. I just want to make sure that people understand what the record is. That, that is not a true statement, correct? I would not characterize it that way. I was asked by the Senate to be the liaison to the Maricopa audit. The Maricopa audit found that uh, the results were very similar to what Maricopa County canvassed in the official results. So it is anyone, including the former president, who is saying that the uh, audit somehow suggests that Donald Trump won the Arizona election, that would be a wrong and false interpretation of the audit, correct? I would say that he's probably making that statement based on his opinion of other things in the audit. I can't begin. But to... it would be, it would be, it, it's not your characterization of the audit. Correct. Done, said enough, Ken Bennett. So let it be known. Now, of course, after he leaked information of the entire, entire event, as we know, he was the only one to leak information that made it into the press to try and foible what was happening, the good work that they were doing. All right. 
I mean, yeah, he was cut out. You know, this man doesn't play a role in any kind of state, you know, um, legislation right now. You know, he's he's a former secretary of state. Kind of makes you wonder about what kind of work he was doing back then, right, as secretary of state. And uh, served as a liaison. But this man is still involved in election integrity organizations, okay? He should be nowhere near any kind of organization or anything that has to do with election integrity, um, because what are they going to do? Fund more sham audits? I mean, basically, that's what we're going to we're going to end up with. That's what it's going to boil down to. This man needs to be away from any not to be ever voted in again, not to work for any election integrity organizations. Nothing save America, nothing America first. This man is a sellout and he's the worst kind of rhino. He's the kind that, uh, you know, approaches you all friendly and, uh, you know, um, good-mannered and good-natured. No, 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 no. The worst kind of rhino. Rhino hunting season, guys. Get him out. He needs to get away from any anything to do with politics and elections. Cannot be trusted. This man cannot be trusted. Let us learn that lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Cannot be trusted. So anyways... Just had to shine a little bit more light on that, guys, because I'm just woof with that. All right. Without further delay, let's jump into what's happening at Wisconsin and what is going on with their elections now. As you guys may recall, they've been uh, pushing for a genuine forensic election audit in the state of Wisconsin. Um, at a point, it seemed like we were going to get all the counties on board with doing a, a, an entire state audit, basically an audit of the entire state. We had like uh, multiple dozens of counties sign on for it. Uh, we had Representative Branchin uh, leading the charge in that regard. And it seemed like uh, things could go well. And then uh, Speaker Voss probably um, rather uh, expectedly stepped in and uh, basically commandeered, hijacked the efforts uh, because... Let's face it, guys. I mean, uh, Brangen was doing work. She was going to be issuing subpoenas. Speaker Voss would not um, would not authorize those subpoenas. And then uh, he threw his own man again into place. Uh, he's done this how many times? How many times has Robin Voss started something and didn't finish it or just let it pitter out or, or made some kind of like a vague attempt to actually accomplish his mission? It seems that's to be the case uh, again here. Uh, we have a Wisconsin special counsel, Michael Gableman, who's been placed in charge of this investigative audit. Uh, one kind of begins to wonder what exactly are they auditing at all? Are they auditing the election audits or are they auditing or investigating a different piece of that? Now, um, Michael Gableman, if I'm not mistaken, uh, once uh, served as a Supreme Court justice for the state of Wisconsin. Well, anyways, um, it appears at a point now this is uh, taking us back almost two weeks. Uh, he did issue subpoenas to uh, election clerks and the uh, Wisconsin Election Council administration. Um, he let, he um, subpoenaed them for information. Now, what he was looking for uh, was specifically regarding the records that related to the grant money that uh, the counties received, five counties specifically in Wisconsin, from the Center for Tech and Civic Life. 
Now, as we all may recall, the Center for Tech and Civic Life is a Facebook-funded, or Mark Zuckerberg-funded, nonprofit organization, and uh, basically funneling millions of dollars into five specific counties. They're dubbed the uh, Wisconsin Five here. That's uh, We're talking about uh, Milwaukee, we're talking about Green Bay, we're talking about Racine, we're talking about Kenosha, and we're talking about uh, the last one I always tend to forget. That would be um, um, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha, Madison. Madison is the, uh, the fifth one. Uh, but, you know, when they received all this money, you know, um, that went to boost up what? Uh, drop boxes. It went to uh, pff, there's no really there's no telling where some of this money went. Um, some 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 reports have shown it going towards buying vehicles for the uh, organization to uh, funding for advertisements and billboard spots for rap music and, you know, rappers who are singing about going out to vote or whatever. Um, so that's where some of this money's went. It was intended to be used for uh, safety precautions during the pandemic um, and the uh, election season. Uh, we see here a lot of the uh, administrative duties were taken over. They are taken away from the clerks, basically. Um, and the clerks, according to Wisconsin state law, are the ones who should be running the elections. But uh, here you have uh, a representative from CTCL. Uh, and another one of their parent organizations that was the National Vote at Home Association uh, went in there and basically uh, basically they took over the elections. Michael Woodall Vogg um, is a uh, is a, a Milwaukee um, representative, it seems, and he was uh, he provided uh, the keys to the clerk uh, to Michael Spitzer Rubenstein. And uh, basically that guy ran their elections. So they want to subpoena the information on this. That's kind of what they're looking for. Uh, special counsel, Michael Gableman, he served the subpoenas to the administrators of the Wisconsin Election Commission and uh, the executive director of the Milwaukee Election Commission and four city clerks as part of his probe. That happened uh, around the first, okay, Friday morning, the first subpoenas were served. Seems like uh, things were going to be uh, be going with that. And I said Michael Woodall Vogg. I meant Claire Woodall Vogg. I was thinking of uh, Michael Spitz Rubenstein. Uh, Claire Woodall Vogg was the uh, election commission commission election commission director. Okay. Now, um, apparently, in a surprising turn of events, or perhaps not so surprising, perhaps this is exactly where Speaker Robin Voss wants this uh, investigation to go. Uh, it seems that Gableman has retracted his subpoenas. And uh, this is also actually after issuing subpoenas to the five mayors of the Wisconsin Five. So uh, it seems like he was going to come out of the gates running, issue subpoenas to the uh, county clerks, to the Wisconsin Election Commission, to the mayors of the Racine Five. Subpoena, subpoena, subpoena. Coming in for questioning. And uh, within the turn of 24 hours, he um, retracts those subpoenas. It seems that um, Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman told the Green Bay City Council at a meeting Tuesday night that he had subpoenas for their mayor. He hadn't received it. He promised it was going to be issued to the rest of them. And then, boom, retraction, retraction 
retraction. Apparently, uh, it seems that um, he was issued a he was issued a, a type of um, a letter against him from uh, other uh, attorney city attorneys, and uh, he turned tail. He had issued subpoenas to election officials and mayors of Green Bay, Kenosha, Madison, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Racine. And um, just days after that, right when he was supposed to have an interview, and yeah, he was receiving pushback, particularly from, uh, I believe it was the Green Bay mayor. Um, he decided to go ahead and retract them. He also stated that anyone who helped him and uh, went in for an interview. So you're no longer going to be subpoenaed. You don't got to turn in the information. But if you come and do an interview with me, we will grant you immunity. Okay. Uh, what is going on here, Wisconsin? This is clearly another sham audit that is happening. Of course, uh, Representative Branchen, who was initially leading this charge, totally, totally disagrees. And indeed, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be offering the mayors of these cities immunity. And the argument here was that the mayors have nothing to do with the elections. But uh, in this instance, it was the mayor of Racine who got the Center for Tech and Civic Life involved in the election process to begin with. She is the one who authorized uh, Michael Spitz uh, Rubenstein uh, to be involved and take the keys from the clerk. In fact, there were emails that uh, were leaked to the public. Uh, I think it was by Real Clear Investigations. Like we're talking like back in like February or March of this year, if not earlier, that showed their involvement and uh, her email to all of the other mayors saying, hey, you can get some money for doing this. You might want to look into it, get your election commission involved. And then, you know, also gave out the uh, contact information for Michael Spitz Rubenstein from uh, the Center for uh, Tech and Civic Life's um, subsidiary umbrella agency, the National Vote at Home um, agency there. So, uh, yeah, question is maybe they should have been subpoenaed. And then the question is, why would you grant them immunity? They need to be held accountable. At least that was uh, Representative Branchen's point of view. I would have to agree with that. And uh, let's keep in mind, Branchen did try to issue subpoenas, and this was over ballot and voting machines. Speaker Voss declined. Speaker Voss was more than happy to sign the subpoenas for uh, Special Counsel Gableman. It's a it's it's a farce, guys. It's a total farce. The Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin local media is running away with this. Uh, apparently, Gableman issued a statement that said, uh, most people, myself included, do not have a comprehensive understanding or even understand any understanding of how elections work. How can one have confidence in a special counsel who will make such flippant statements along with uh, apparently at a meeting on his subpoenas? There was plenty of misspellings to be found, and I'm sure uh, that might seem a little bit nitpicky, but uh, we all know about the corny Comey thing. Yeah, spelling is very important. Uh, his only defense for that was that he's human and he makes mistakes. I mean, if we go back and look at special councilman Gableman, he doesn't look like he's very capable, and he's definitely proving that. 
Uh, last week's subpoenas also directed uh, officials to meet him in a shared office suite that is also addressed to a liposuction clinic and a couple's therapist. Um, no, no, <laughs> no confidence there at all. In fact, he wanted to uh, depose one of the mayors in the strip mall, not even over at the uh, county capitol building or the state capitol building. What the heck is going on here, right? It's a farce. I wouldn't take too much hope in uh, what Speaker Voss has set up, but if I were someone from Wisconsin, I would most definitely be letting them hear my voice and my opinion on the matter. Insane, guys, what's going on in Wisconsin. Uh, where it once looked promising, it kind of looks a little barren now in the field of election integrity. Let's get on it, ladies and gentlemen. Takes us to our last story for today. And uh, that is going to be taking us over to Colorado, where they almost dipped into tyranny, guys. Now, I think this is actually a very important story. I think it's a good forewarning, maybe perhaps foreshadowing for what we could see here in the near future, especially when we're talking about um, emergency powers, guys. We've seen because of the uh, planned pandemic from the uh, genuinely manufactured disease, uh, CV19, that uh, governors, states seem to kind of overreach a little bit through emergency powers. We had some governors like uh, Governor, uh, Governor Whitmer, Wretched Gretchen Whitmer over there in Michigan. And then, of course, you know, down to the city local level, down to mayors and city councils, overreaching a power, mandating masks, enforcing fines, uh, you know, uh, solidifying the fear that everyone seems to have. That was the entire point of this uh, operation when it rolled out. Um, it appears here in Colorado uh, this happened last week with good news coming out of it. Last week, the Colorado Sagosh County commissioners issued an emergency regulation that stripped freedoms, individual freedoms from the residents of Sagosh County. Um, that included um, um, basically repealing the Fourth Amendment. Uh, police were able to enter without warrant under a state of emergency. Uh, it prohibited the sales of firearms and ammunition. Uh, actually, we have a piece of that document here if you guys want to take a gander. Civil emergency, emergency or local disaster regulation, Sagosh County Government, Colorado. Uh, let's see here. Disaster, of course, meaning the occurrence of a natural catastrophe. Emergency, meaning any occurrence or imminent threat of widespread or severe damage, injury or loss of life. Emergency management, of course, that goes back into their hands. Prevention, mitigation. It says here, um, uh, let's see, spending oh, spending authority. So there's a big old piece about uh, where that money, how it's going to be allocated, who's going to handle it. Uh, let's dip into some of the um, more, more uh, clearly defined things that we should be concerned about here. Uh, the Office Emergency Management is hereby empowered to prepare and keep current plan to be known as the Sagosh County Emergency Operations Plan. Uh, seek, obtain, and assist in obtaining supplies, equipment as needed. Disaster, uh, direct disaster preparedness, coordination, and cooperation between the divisions. Um, <clears throat> 
receive on behalf of Sagosh County from a duly um, constituted governmental agency or any private person or agency, any service equipment, supplies, materials, or funds. So they can take total control over. Um, in the event of a disaster that is declared under this act, the direction of the county emergency manager, board of county commissioners, and sheriff are the designated representatives. So it, it cancels their uh, councils, cancels their representative, um, um, their representation. Let's see here. Where did the other one go? Okay. Looking for the language about the uh, guns. Um, let's see here. Any official act or meeting required to be performed at any uh, regular location. Apologies for that, guys. Performed at any... Uh, so it moves it to temporary locations. Um, let me see if I can find that gun. Where did we have it here? Hmm... I know it's here somewhere. Okay. Receive on behalf of Sagosh County from any duly elected. That's the services one directed. Seek, obtain, direct disaster. I know it's in here somewhere. Okay. Well, I apologize, guys. I know it's in here somewhere. I didn't want to have to go through this entire document. Uh, but uh, we have um, um, warrantless uh, entries, of course, are noted in here, as well as uh, not being able to sell guns. We won't go, well, I'm not going to peer through all of this, but we do have from the um, the people, they actually attended a meeting and they 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 cut this out totally like uh, they had to uh, they had to rescind the document because of the language of it and the overreach of power that the commissioners were seeking in this document to obtain during emergencies. And of course, you know, uh, we know what's happening nowadays is, if, you know, they create an emergency. They can always find a way to do what they got to do and uh, to restrict or to overreach in any way in any way necessary that they seem to fit. Now, um, again, over the weekend, we see that uh, the Sagosh County Board of Commissioners had to rescind that article. Um, and uh, let me see here. That is the Board of Commissioners right there. Um, I'm going to uh, play some of that audio just so you guys can hear what the people were saying. I'm not going to play a whole bunch, maybe uh, two or three individuals that were present at that. Uh, let's all take a look at these guys. Thanks, Karen. Mr. Fox. Good morning. Um, my name is Ryan Fox. Uh, I'm a Swatch County resident, uh, farmer, rancher, uh, local business owner here. I want to point out just a couple things to the board today and to everyone around. Uh, when I look around out in the, the foyer there today in this room, I see a lot of faces that I don't recognize. Um, a lot of people that maybe are from another place from here. And I'm very concerned about the attention 
that is potentially coming to Swatch County to our community right now <coughs> because of the resolution that was adopted. Uh, I think if we look um, at what can happen here from a public relations perspective and from a press perspective, we may get a lot of attention that most people around here don't um, particularly look forward to. Uh, I would just like to ask uh, the, the board to maybe consider dissolving this resolution and cons consider that that be an option uh, while we maybe as a community work in a little bit more intimate uh, way to create something that does work for uh, all of the things that you're trying to address and covers um, uh, the intent behind what you have tried to do in a way that doesn't um, create so much concern and so much negative attention to our community. Beyond that, I don't have anything else to say. Thank you. Hello, my name is Desiree Farachi, and I'm a resident of Swatch County as well as a uh, business owner in Valley. And uh, there has been a letter drafted by people who, residents, concerned residents who have signed a petition that I will leave with you all. And it's basically just the start of our petition. And I'm going to read you this letter. Um, in light of the recent national published article from Gateway Pundit, many Sawatch County residents learned of the civil emergency regulations that was signed and adopted on September 21st, 2021. We the people of Sawatch County demand the proclamation to be dissolved immediately. The ethical and civil rights of the members of this community make your resolution a direct violation. Your regulations essentially has placed our community in martial law. Residents were never notified about this signed resolution. We are outraged by your decision to adopt this in veil and for us to discover this on national news. We have some questions. What gives you the authority to take our constitutional rights away? The ability to stop our businesses use warrantless entry into private establishments, shut off our utilities, close our infrastructure, take our property, forbid sales of alcohol and weapons, and much more mentioned is in direct violation of our rights. Who do you plan on using to enforce the resolution since the Sawatch Sheriff's Office is low on officers? Have you all thought about the possible ramifications of entering people's private properties? Is this resolution already in fact, which I, I'm guessing it, it is. What are we requesting? We're requesting an immediate withdrawal from this resolution. What is our next step if we do not feel heard? We will start the recall process for your county commissioner positions as well as to continue with this, this petition. We do hope that you rethink this totalitarian-like act against our sovereignty and work with the residents who elected you. Our remote community does not need to be in such an extreme resolution. Most residents would never agree to this potential future for our communities in the event of an emergency. Please protect our civil rights. Okay. I will leave this with you. Thank you. If you'll give it to us, we can make it part of the rest of you. can I leave this with Board chair or you can report I have a state board if we need it.
Good morning, everybody. My name is Joy Hill. I'm a resident, citizen, landowner in Sawatch County. My grandmother told me many times when I was a little girl, good intentions paved the way to hell. I've heard a lot about good intentions. And if it is the intention, if it was the intention of this resolution to take, make it possible for funding for the sheriff to commandeer a tractor or to order a levy built to stop a flood, I don't think any of us have any problem with that. And according to Dan, that's already kind of the way it goes anyway. The public comes and the community comes together and the help that is needed is there. This resolution that you have passed blatantly ignores all of our constitutional rights. Whatever the intent of the bill, and I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt that everybody's intentions were great. This is tyrannical. That the fact that this resolution says you can come in my house, take my food, my clothes, shut off my water, shut up, take my take my guns, take my ammo, take anything in my house, invade my privacy, is a blatant violation of our constitutional rights. And I assume that you all took the oath of office when you took your present positions as commissioners and I wasn't here for your swearing-in ceremonies. I should have been, and I will be in the future. But I presume it included something like swearing to uphold the law of the land. And the bottom line on that is the Constitution. And this, this resolution violates the Constitution in every possible way with, as you say, the best of intentions. Reverse it. Take it right off the books and start again and write a fresh document that does not violate our rights. Time's up now. Thank you. Thank you. So there you go. It was a uh, commissioner's meeting. Uh, the people turned out on a day's notice uh, from when this story broke. Uh, they got them to stop. They had a packed house and uh, they had people waiting outside. So the commissioners, needless to say, they had to. They had to. Um, they had to reverse it. And obviously that's the kind of action that we need to see being taken. It's a good example though, ladies and gentlemen, of how, uh, whether it's because we are neglected uh, for being given information from our elected officials, or, you know, we just don't know of how these things can creep in, you know, how they can try and do it. We don't think about our commissioner's board typically or we don't think about you know those those uh smaller kind of like uh side offices officials officiates but uh it is it is what they they do and uh they could very well have stripped Sawatch county of their rights you heard that one lady talking uh about the entry to able to enter her house take what they want you know and uh i was uh, fishing through the uh, article here <clears throat> that talked about it and uh, found the spot I was looking for. Um, let's see here, uh, right about here is where it, uh, it starts to introduce their powers, right? Under emergency, uh, they can establish a curfew during such times, uh, such hours of the day or nights and affecting such categories of persons as anyone designated. 
they can uh, uh, open an order to an order to direct and compel the evacuation of all or part of the population from any stricken or threatened areas. Um, let's see here. An order controlling, restricting, allocating, or regulating the use, sale, production, or distribution of food, water, clothing, and other commodities, materials, goods, services, and resources. An order requiring the closing of businesses deemed non-essential. An order suspending or limiting the sale, distribution, dispensing, or transportation of alcoholic beverages, firearms, explosives, and or combustibles, products, and requiring the closing of those businesses or parts of business insofar as the sale, distribution, dispensing, or transportation of these items is concerned, an order prohibiting the sale or distribution within the county of any products which the chair of the BOCC determines could be employed in a manner that would constitute a danger to public health or safety, an order closing any street, alley, sidewalk, public park, uh, public way, or public place, an order closing the access to any buildings, streets, valley, alleys, sidewalks, or other public or private places. An order establishing control routes, control routes of transportation, ingress or egress. So it goes on. Um, but, uh, you know, the question that one has to ask, and at least at least I ask myself this question is, you know, with language like that, were there already um, talking about the control of like and transportation whatever it is of like firearms, for example, of, uh, of, of guns and ammunition. Um, what's to stop them or some crazy egomaniacal, uh, you know, um, tyrannical board of commissioners, board of city councilors, you know, uh, what's to stop them from placing an emergency powers um, language to the effect of uh, confiscation, confiscating our weapons and ammunition, much like we kind of saw in Katrina. And uh, if we're not aware of these emergency type powers, that could very well be the means by which uh, those who want to see the destruction and enslavement of America, not just in reality, but on paper as well, will do. And they'll use something like this in order to get that out there. Because I do believe, as we all know, uh, that our Second Amendment is basically what has prevented what we're seeing in Australia and France and Canada from happening here in the United States of America. But under the emergency powers, they could very well try and get that gun confiscation completed. So I think this uh, instance here in Sawash County, Colorado is a good, good um, story to know about because they dodged the bullet, you know, they dodged the bullet. Uh, but uh, it's definitely a lesson we can learn uh, for ourselves. And uh, when we're looking at our own personal communities and we're looking at uh, taking care of our backyards, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you all for tuning in for an afternoon edition of the Sea Report. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Um, uh, Youper Viking, Ohio, Kimmy. Uh, let's see who it's. D Patriot, 1776. Gina from West Virginia. The Speak Uneasy, Ohio, Kimmy. Thanks for the cookie. Fact Finder, Just Fed Up, Stone Rolla, Sergeant Sparky, Skeeter Burke, Patriot Game. Oh, man, a lot of people daytime. I don't get to see Wisconsin and on. How you doing? Yep, just uh, popping in for an afternoon episode to get some more stories and news out there. Uh, we will be back at 7.30 p.m. tonight, Central Time. So, uh, you know, 
You'll get to see me at least one time a day if you'd like. But uh, otherwise, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for the Gold Pill support. Hope you enjoyed the stories that we shared with you this afternoon. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back. So till then, take care. And um, yeah, go out there and do what you do, America. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye-bye.